Jeremy Kahn's the co-host of the Big Bad Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore, which is an Odyssey station. And I can imagine, Jeremy, uh, that today with another article coming out on ESPN.com about uh, the trouble with contract negotiations and Lamar Jackson, you have gone, I would have to guess, four or five years without having a day that did not involve a conversation about Lamar Jackson probably at this point. Yeah, I debated on whether or not to answer every one of your questions with an Orioles answer and just throw you guys off just so I didn't have to talk about Lamar. But um, And maybe, by the way, with Bezos, maybe we could get the first Super Bowl in space. I mean, this is awesome. I can't wait for it. But uh, the Lamar stuff, it's <laughs> – I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this because I didn't expect like a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, that we'd even be having this conversation. Like he'd get paid. He's going to be their quarterback until he can quarterback no more. And I'll say this. I think he's way better than – the national market gives him credit for sometimes. I'm talking about the fan bases. He can't throw. He can't do this. There's certain things he's got to work on, but make no mistake about it, this guy can play football. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be back with the Ravens, especially with the stuff that came out today. And it's um, it's kind of scary to sit here and think about the type of money that that he could get on the – I don't even say the open market because he'd be traded. He's going to be ex- the exclusive franchise tag. That's going to happen. It's just a matter of um, if they can't work out a deal, which team offers the most for him. Super Bowl in space would be cool, but I'd prefer to see one on Uranus. That's just my opinion. Um, anyway, speaking of Lamar Jackson, haven't, hasn't Baltimore shown us by their actions that he's not their dude? I mean, I'm here in Kansas City, and I understand it's different with Patrick Mahomes, but it's pretty obvious when he is your guy versus we're still kind of waiting to see. So what are we waiting on? Baltimore's saying that he's not their answer long term. Well, they, don't, they just don't want to give him guaranteed money. And, and I feel like there's pressure coming from all over the place. When you think about now, – now we have Jalen Hurts who's going to be coming up, right, uh, or is up. Um, we have a situation where Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, their contracts are right around the corner. So the longer you wait, what happens? And if Lamar gets a fully guaranteed deal and you have owners like in Cincinnati and like in L.A. where uh, the Chargers would have to put all that money in escrow, if, if Lamar gets guaranteed money from the Ravens, I think that's – that's the ongoing thing for all the quarterbacks now is that everybody's going to get fully guaranteed deals. Um, I just think that's where the, the way the league's going to move. I and mean, we're already talking about what the – and ironically, this is the thing that the Browns did that screwed the Ravens the most by giving Deshaun Watson this guaranteed deal because it was unprecedented. Where do you think the Ravens would go in terms of the max money? Because we keep hearing this talk about, you know, how, the, the guaranteed money and the Deshaun Watson deal. But if you look, I mean, nobody else has come close. Russell Wilson, I know he's older, but didn't get that type of money. Neither did Kyler Murray. It would be interesting. You kind of mentioned this a little bit, Jeremy, where you look at, okay, like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Those are names that are going to be up next. Where if Baltimore waited and those guys get deals and it's not fully guaranteed up to 230, then you could be like, well, see, they, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't get this either. So, uh, like – at what point do you think the, the, it really is like the cap for them before they say, we are not going past that number? I, I think they're at that point. I think they've, I mean, Lamar feels like he's drawn a line in the sand to say, if I don't get guaranteed money, then I won't be here, you know? And, and who knows, will he play under the, the franchise tag? My assumption would be no. Like he's got, he holds all the cards right now because he knows teams are interested in him. And, and the sad part is, unless you're from a fan base that's starved for quarterback play, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Because if they trot out Tyler Huntley, what am I going to do all football season? Am I going to talk about 13 to 10 games? Hooray! Way to take us back 50 years. Hey, let me years. tell you something, man. Taking Ravens unders with Huntley at quarterback was an every week thing for me, and it cashed every single week. So I would welcome Huntley back out there at quarterback again for them, from my perspective. 
So I'll, I'll give you the other perspective of this too for the Ravens there, Nick, is that they don't have, they have five draft picks next year. So if they get a ton back for him, then you know what? The, the Ravens love draft picks. They covet them. If you get a bunch back, the big question would be where do they go for quarterback after this, right? That's, that's what everybody's wondering. What's the market look like? Uh, will, will this be done before Derek Carr signs somewhere? Are you interested in a Geno Smith? Can I sell you on Jameis Winston? Um, you know, I, I don't know where they go. Or do they draft a guy? If they make a move and they get, like, the Texans number two or, um, you know, somebody in the top ten, if they make that, that sort of move, like Seattle or someone like that, then could they get one of those quarterbacks? Sure, but I think there's going to be some wheeling and dealing going on come draft day for those top picks, and you may be on the outside looking in if you don't have your quarterback situation in place. As a radio host in Baltimore, as you point out, obviously it's better and more entertaining with Lamar Jackson. That aside, what would you do? Ooh, I, I think I'd pay him, man. I just I remember the Kyle Bowler years, and I feel like people here have forgotten those years, and I don't want to see that again in this league. So I, it, it's kind of frustrating to look at it. I think I'd pay the guy with the cap going up year after year and try to finagle it that way and still find a number one receiver. If you let him play on the exclusive franchise tag, they're going to have no money for anything else, right? They're, I mean, you're locking up $45 million on a one-year deal, at least with a even a guaranteed contract, you can finagle it some way or another to move the money around to help yourself out. Um, I, I would pay him. I, I think the guy's a generational talent. I do think it's, it's warranted when people talk about the injuries the past two years, although both injuries occurred in the pocket, but that's what we have to go off of. So would you give a guaranteed deal to a guy that's been you know, missed 11 games the past two years? It's a really tough call, and I understand where the Ravens are, but they play everything close to the vest, so it's really hard to figure them out sometimes. Um, they don't leak a lot of stuff out, which is interesting that the stuff today came out about them being so far apart and Lamar wanting all this guaranteed money. Because I, I fully believe it came out from them, but that's just me. Well, I don't think you're crazy to think that because there's a lot of teams that will leak stuff out to create whatever narrative they want. Agents do the same thing. I mean, this is this is how the business is is played out now, right? It's played out in social media. and It's played out in reports. Talking to Jeremy Kahn, BetMGM tonight. So Baltimore right now, 18-1 to to win the Super Bowl, 10-1 to to win the AFC. I mean, those odds are there, but that's uh, – the, the books are saying, okay, this is if Lamar Jackson's there. Hey, we're too far ahead. Like, nobody's going to bet Baltimore to win the Super Bowl right now. You'd be, be crazy to do it with all this stuff up in the air. But it's interesting. There are odds out there for his next team. And I've heard this name thrown around a lot. We had Jason Lockenfora, who was also on your station, uh, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, you know, Odyssey NFL insider, very well connected. And he threw out the Atlanta Falcons, and they are the favorite. And the odds I have in front of me at three to one, with the Jets at plus three fifty and Vegas plus four fifty. If Lamar Jackson were to get traded, do you think that one that is a realistic possibility now? Because it sounds like it's starting to gain more and more steam. And also, where do you think the best spot for him would be? where the Ravens would obviously benefit because that's what they're going to be thinking about, what, what they can get back in return, probably more than what would even work for him. Well, if you're not looking for, let's say, Houston's number two pick overall and you love one of the quarterbacks in this draft class, then okay, I'm, I'm listening to you about that pick. But I think Atlanta makes the most sense because I think the, the Ravens yeah. would ask for uh, Terrell back in a trade, so now you get a cornerback, um, and then ask for multiple draft picks. And let's be honest, they can ask for whatever they want because these teams that are so- – and please – Keep Desmond Ritter. You guys deserve him. You guys keep it. We don't want him here. I've seen him. I don't need to see any more Desmond Ritter to know that I don't want to watch that guy in purple and black. Um, but I, I think getting a couple of first-round picks and possibly a cornerback talent like Terrell, does, do the Falcons flinch at that, or are they jumping at it? So um, that's a team that, that really intrigues me. And the Texans do, too. 
I've seen some stuff with like Patrick Queen and uh, what was it Derek Stingley Jr. have been given the eyes back and forth. You got to remember Patrick Queen's in his final year. And then you also have a team that just paid a middle linebacker, or as they call them, off-the-ball linebackers. And in this 3-4, you're not going to pay both of those guys, are you? I mean, if you don't have a quarterback, you can. But I don't see them doing that, honestly. I think Patrick Queen is a trade chip as well, possibility, or they let him walk at the end of the year and just get that compensation back. But um, I think Atlanta does make the most sense out of all those teams. Since it is the, uh, you know, BetQL Network, a million-dollar free bet. Not my money. It's Nick's money. So what, what do I care? Um, nice. Lamar Jackson, you get his entire career, however long that lasts. Would you bet he does or does not win a Super Bowl? I would bet he does. Um, I just think that if – look, he's been in this offense that we've been told he had to be in. He ran a pro-style offense at Louisville. He won the Heisman. Uh, he led the league, and granted, that's the year Mahomes got hurt throwing touchdowns from the pocket. That's the year that Lamar won the MVP with – what was it, 35 touchdown passes and all the rushing yards and everything else. But now we're seeing more and more running quarterbacks in this league. I think if you put him in the right offense with the right weapons and all the pressure isn't solely on him to get everything done on offense, yeah, I, I think the guy will win a Super Bowl. Like, I, I did not want the Ravens to draft him. And immediately after – I don't want to say immediately. Going into that second year, I was like, you know what, I was wrong about this guy. This is a steal of a pick to get him at the end of the first round. So, yeah, I do think he can win. You know – there was so much conversation about the Ravens offense and how much they run the football, but we've seen Lamar Jackson, especially early in the year. The game that stands out to me was week two against the Dolphins, where he just, I mean, it was Lamar and Tua just lighting it up back and forth. And it was, one, it was just so much fun to watch, but two, you got an idea of what Lamar Jackson is certainly capable of. In his MVP season, he was throwing the ball all over the field. We saw the evolution from his rookie year to his first year as a starter. We've seen that growth. We've seen him break the franchise record for the most passing yards in a game. So for all the conversation about Lamar being a running quarterback and that offense being a run-heavy offense, they have the ability to throw the ball more. Do you think that there's anything going on? Have you heard anything where maybe some of the conversation is he wants to be a part of an offense that allows him to showcase his arm a little bit more? Well, that's where things got really weird, though, because there were conflicting reports from dish, uh, different national writers and even some local guys here just basically saying that they told Lamar they wanted him involved in picking out the offensive coordinator. They gave him multiple opportunities, and the way it sounded is he didn't have a ton of input on it. So, you know, they went out and got Todd Munkin from Georgia, um, which I'm, I'm interested to see what he brings to the table here and, and what type of offense he, he has built around Lamar if Lamar's here, but... I mean, how do you convince a guy to sign on when he doesn't know his quarterback's going to be? And, and maybe the Ravens think they can get something done, but with the news that came out today, I'm, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I do think Lamar can be in a pro-style offense, throw the football. He doesn't need to throw it 40, 50 times a game. He's not Mahomes. You know, he's not, he's not Joe Burrow. He's a different type of player. I mean, there's, there's a lot of – I think he's closer to a Josh Allen type than he is the other guys. But that being said – Lamar's ability to change a game with his feet is it's just so impressive. If the Ravens do ultimately use their franchise tag on him, do you think there's a chance he would actually sit out the season? See, that's what I don't know because, you know, everything about Lamar has always been, I want to play football. I'm, I'm here. This is what I wanted. This is how I – like, people were talking about him in the offseason – running routes in the, on the beach and almost running into a jet ski, you know, and he was out in the, the hard, um, on like the blacktop playing football with kids. And people were like, wait a minute, you can't do that. You're a quarterback in the NFL. You can't be out there. You could get hurt. And he's, like, he's just built differently. So I, ultimately, I, I think this guy is, you know, special, and I'd love to see him stay here in Baltimore. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, 
you know, with, with all the new stuff that's coming out and more and more, like the Ravens are so distant that I just think it makes it difficult. But I do like I, I think Lamar is the type of guy that you can build around. But here comes the catch twenty two, and we all know it. You're seeing it. Mahomes is gonna have to get another extension here soon. That's you're gonna have to add on more millions of dollars even after the fact. So if you're a fifty million dollar quarterback, what's left to pair around you unless the cap's going up or you go to a team that has a ton of room? I mean, the price always goes up on quarterbacks. It never goes down, and that's one of the things that teams seem to forget sometimes. But I, like, I understand where the Ravens are and why they're hesitant with all of the things that are going on coupled together. But let's just let's create the alternate reality where he is there and he signs a long-term deal and it's $50 million a year, 230 guaranteed, whatever the case is, they cave. Does this team then start to invest more at maybe receiver? Because that's... That's kind of been the conversation with them for a while is they're not giving him enough weapons. They trade Hollywood Brown away, didn't want to have to pay him. Could, could that be a mindset that changes then if they know they have him there long term? It could be. Poor D-Hop, right? The Ravens are the favorites to land him. They don't even know who their damn quarterback is right now. Yeah. Um, and, he, you know, so I guess, I guess you'd look at it. They need to go out and find somebody. They, they drafted Hollywood. He wanted out. And, you know, you look at that situation. They got a first-round pick and a center for him. So I think they're comfortable with it. And if you had Bateman and DuVernay and you added in a top-notch guy, I really think you could get something done. We got like a minute uh, left. Uh, do, would, you, would you put – we were talking about this yesterday. Would you put your money on the Chiefs to the field next year to win the Super Bowl? I'd, I'd still have to go field. As a gambling guy, i got to take everyone else. But, man, that's a tough bet. The Chiefs are so freaking good. I don't know if you needed me to say that to you or not, but they are. So. <laughs> no, that's, that's what he wanted because we talked about it yesterday, yeah, and I was that's like, honestly, I, I think for. I'd go the Chiefs. I was like, I probably yeah. would go the Chiefs. I mean, that's how good they are. They got no weaknesses, and they got a chance to add to their depth. Like, I'm jealous. I, I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love my team to be that way. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore, at Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 on Twitter. Give him a follow. Great stuff. Always funny. Semi-inappropriate at times, and I love that. It's good talking to you, buddy. You want to guess if I'm wearing pants? Anyway, I'll see you guys. Uh, I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess no. I got the unders. <laughs> I got the unders. <laughs> the unders. I see what you did there.